Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Jess. And this is, I guess, the first mini-sode of Turn On Your Monitor. The reason for that is we have an idea for a Halloween episode that's really good, but with our release schedule being bi-weekly, our choice was either to release a Halloween episode a little too far away from Halloween or to skip a week, and we didn't want to do that. So... To kind of fill the gap a little bit, we're just going to make a small episode. We wanted to respond to an article that ran in NPR a few days ago, a week ago, I guess now at this point, yeah, called Five Challenges Seinfeld Faces in Connection with Viewers on Netflix, because uh, Seinfeld is making his Netflix debut, and apparently they paid like $500 million for the rights to it. Yep. I think that this article is kind of just indicative of how most articles online nowadays are where they're kind of trying to like they're trying to clickbait you with like something kind of either edgy or a contrarian or something yeah the whole premise of the article is like can seinfeld succeed on netflix will viewers like the most popular sitcom of all time that is beloved by millions maybe not (laughs) but yeah so this article makes the argument that there's a lot of reasons that could be trouble for seinfeld like seinfeld's the scrappy underdog and we don't know if it's going to succeed or not it's a 500 million dollar underdog let's just go down the reason of why the author of this article thinks that seinfeld might be have a rough time on streaming it's a it's about characters who pretty much know they are awful people I've never seen comedy work with characters who are bad people before. Yeah, that's it's a pretty well-known comedic trope, even by the point that Seinfeld was on air. Friends centers on buddies who became a chosen family. The office is all about the crazy people you deal with at work. I would say that Friends is less self-aware. They're less aware that they are terrible people. I think the characters in Seinfeld are kind of like... They know that they're selfish, but they're kind of oblivious as to how selfish they are, which mm-hmm. is why that the last episode works because it's kind of like, hey, let's finally like shine a light on how terrible you've been and how much destruction you've caused in other people's lives, even though you kind of don't realize it. I think the thing with Friends is that I think that the writers meant for the characters on Friends to be good and you to want to be their friends and for them to be great. But then the stuff that they make them do in the in the episode is actually like sociopathic shit. And The Office was famously like about terrible people. I think that's more explicit in the British one. I mean, the US version was initially like just a ripoff of the British one. And it took a while for them to kind of, as far as I know, they kind of took Michael Scott and they kind of tried to like retcon him into being the fun father figure boss who's a lovable oaf. Right. Rather than like early season Michael Scott. But yeah. What comedy show doesn't have terrible people in like that's how you make funny shows? Well, the other thing about this point is that It's Always Sunny is very popular and that's a show about awful people. So I don't think this show being about awful people is going to be that much of a turnoff. Sunny's probably the most, well, not popularity wise, but I would say probably the most successful execution of the sitcom format post Seinfeld. Yeah. It's not shot like a traditional sitcom. It's, you know, it's single camera. There's no laugh track, whatever. It's not aesthetically like that, but it's like we're getting in and out of a story in 23 minutes. There's no arrested development level complexity. There's, it's just like, 
here are some funny people in a funny situation. See what happens. The premise, I mean, the premise of Sonny is like, what if you had people that were like 10 times worse than Seinfeld? Like, what if you had yeah. people who are who are 100 times worse? Like, what if you had the worst people in the world together and they had to live with each other? And <laughs> it turns out that it's actually very funny to make a show about people who are terrible. Yeah. Um, so the author here gives a list of some things that the characters do that are bad. Elaine at one point tries to find out from a grieving widower if she can rent his rent control apartment. I mean, that's just a, it's just, that's funny. It's New it York. Funny. Uh, George Costanza inadvertently kills his fiance by insisting they use cheap wedding invitations, which are toxic glue. Also funny. Also, come on, dude, spoilers. Come on. I mean, I guess, I guess the target market for this audience is people who already like Seinfeld and they want to react to this like we're doing right yeah, now, but yeah, yeah, we're playing into their hands. Well, they're playing into our hands by giving us content. So Okay. Okay, so moving on to the second point here. It takes a while to find its groove. Seinfeld actually debuted with an episode called The Seinfeld Chronicles. Um, Rasha was poor because the show was awful. Elaine wasn't part of the episode. Kramer was called Kessler. Alexander was doing a painfully obvious Woody Allen impersonation. The pilot very often is pretty different than the rest of the show because it's a pilot. Yeah, they're often pretty bad. And it's pretty common for a show to take a while to actually find its feet. Let's see, that episode and the four that followed it were pretty uneven. This article says I suggest new viewers start with the second season. Seinfeld season one isn't bad. Like, I'm sorry, it's it's not bad. Like, I think the, fr- the first episode is kind of weird because of the pilot, but I, I it's not, maybe I'm like a Seinfeld super fan or something, but like, I don't, it's not my favorite season. It's not the best episodes, but like, there, there's not anything in here where I'm like, that's so bad, I'm never going to watch it again. I you might be a Seinfeld super fan. I honestly don't have a good understanding of any of the seasons because I've mostly watched it in reruns and like whatever happens to be on. So I, I have this like very disconnected idea of of Seinfeld. My experience with them has always been like Seinfeld on DVD, like watching in order. So I have like a very well defined sense of like how the show progresses and what goes on. I watched some of it during the time that it was on originally, but not a lot because my mom actually hated Seinfeld and she hated it because they were awful people. Like (laughs) it just wasn't funny to her. So yeah, I didn't get a chance to really watch a lot of Seinfeld, but I remember the, the series finale, somebody recorded it on a tape. I think our teacher did and and (laughs) let me borrow it. (laughs) Yeah. What? So I got a VHS tape recording of <laughs> of the series finale. Why? What was the what, what was the purpose behind that? Uh just our teacher liked Seinfeld. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay, so the next uh next reason why people might not like Seinfeld, it's set in a shockingly white New York City. And then uh, he go- kind of goes on to say that Seinfeld started the trend of setting a sitcom in a city and then having most of the characters be white. And that that trend was then copied by Friends and Mad About You and Frasier and Caroline in the City, which I don't think anyone remembers. I literally do not know what Caroline in the City is. I remember it being on TV, but I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Uh, I'm going to say that Seinfeld did not kick off uh, sitcoms. Yeah, it, it didn't white. start the trend of racism. <laughs> Besides for Kramer, like these are relatively like upwardly mobile professional class white people in New York, which, you know, at the time, like I think having a having a small friend group that is all white in that context. I mean, that probably is that's probably more accurate than not as to how I mean, probably how it still is really when you get down to it. Yeah. 
setting aside the fact that like it kind of is even if realistic like it kind of is like okay yeah like you know clearly like you know you're you're the guy delivering chinese food to you and like you know the the guy that works at the corner store like you know the guy at the laundromat like these are people of color and your main characters are white i think that like all most of those other sitcoms did that like much worse like yeah I, I think that um I think that there are certainly many many more whiter sitcoms than Seinfeld. But yeah, this person says that actually it looks worse on even worse on Seinfeld than on Friends or like Mad About You or Frasier, and I don't know. I've never seen Mad About You or I have seen a few. I I have not seen enough of Mad About You to comment on it. Like I remember it being very white, but at the same time, it was largely a show about a couple. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how many other characters were ever included in a Mad About You anyway. Uh, I'm gonna get canceled uh, by Twitter for saying this, but I also I've never seen Frasier, so oh wow. I don't know I don't know what Frasier was like. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one of those things I kind of mean to watch at some point. I just never have. Yeah, because like when Friends was on Netflix, like everyone loved Friends, Zoomers loved Friends, like Millennials loved Friends. If people don't have a problem with how white Friends is, like they're not going to have a problem with how white Seinfeld is. Because I'm going to argue also that not only was Friends super white, but it was like white and waspy. Like Seinfeld, at least like there's like Jewish characters and stuff. It has a very Jewish sensibility, which is like you, I mean you you expect like like you expect there to be Jewish people in New York, yeah. you know? Like Seinfeld feels so much more like it actually is in New York than Friends is. Because I, I will I tell agree, you, yeah. So the first time, so when I watched Friends initially. I was always like, yeah, this isn't going to be my thing, but whatever. It's friends. I got to watch through the thing. And I used to like put it on when I was writing or something. So, I, so granted, I wasn't paying the closest attention, but I swear for several episodes into that show, I thought it was set in California yeah. because all the buildings are big and bright and colorful. And there were some exterior shots that like the streets just felt like it was in California or something. I only realized it was New York when they were going to the coffee shop and I was like, oh, it's called Central Perk wait this is new york and i looked it up and i was like friends say place in new york i'm like oh i i thought it was like san francisco or something because like all the buildings were like big and purple and yeah friends could be set in any major city really like it, it could be chicago it could be san francisco like you don't necessarily get a strong feeling that it's new york in my opinion if you see seinfeld without knowing where it's set like you fucking know you that's know new it's york. new york yeah it's very new york and and the apartments are so realistic like jerry's shitty apartment is is the apartment that a relatively successful comedian would have yeah <laughs> and like the apartments and friends are ridiculous with friends it's like it's like oh joey's like a barely working actor yeah. and he lives in a palace yeah I mean, like that, that comment about like, oh, there's a plot line where Elaine's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear about your husband. Is his rent control apartment? Like, that's pretty. I mean, that's really. I think that's right also more relatable now to many more people than it would have been in its day, because I think at least in my city, you know, finding a rent control apartment now is it's sort of New York levels. And I think most major cities are like this at this point. Like Seinfeld has a much more realistic portrayal of that life. So the next point the article brings up is that. It has dated references. Yeah, it does, because it's older. I mean, it's an older show, but I don't know if it's more dated than, say, Friends or Frasier or, you know. This might be the part that I take most offense with, uh, of with this article. As some others have pointed out on social media, many of the show's convoluted storylines wouldn't even work in a world with cell phones. That's literally fucking every piece of media from before cell phones. Yeah, like people really not watch a movie from before the iPhone are people that put off by it 
like haven't people gone through and like done a thing of like if cell phones existed how would this movie be different and like like i I think there was like a blog about that or something and it's like pretty much every like mystery movie like like so like so many plots are just instantly solved if you have a cell phone can people not listen to crazy in love because beyonce sings about using a pager uh no they can however listen to hotline bling only songs about cell phones so it's weird because it's like watching a period piece and being like, why is it going to take them so long to get there by horse? Couldn't they just drive a car? Like, <laughs> this article seems very concerned about, I guess, uh, hypothetical Zoomers watching. Uh, like, I think it's assuming that everyone who would watch a show on Netflix is is a Zoomer. And that's not really the case because lots of people who are older have Netflix at this point. I mean, Netflix is still the I mean, isn't it still the most popular streaming service? It that, is, like, yeah. Like if if somebody only has one streaming service, they're gonna it's have Netflix. Probably, yeah, it's it's Netflix. So the end of the the end of this little section right here doesn't give any examples. Says episodes are sprinkled with jokes about old film stars and pop culture. I don't think they are. I'm trying to remember if there's like an iconic Seinfeld moment that hinges on like a knowledge of old pop culture, and I don't really know if there is. I'm trying to think. I mean, like there is the episode that hinges on the English Patient, but like. Yeah. You don't have to see and the English Schindler's patient, list, but yeah, I think Schindler's list. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 here's the thing: I have not seen the English patient, and I have not seen Schindler's list, and I that doesn't affect my ability to watch those episodes. Yeah, and I mean the episode tells you like, oh, Schindler's list, Holocaust movie, you made out during Schindler's list. Like, there's enough there that the the joke makes sense even if you've never seen the movie. Yeah, which I still haven't, and it's it's fine. Also, everyone still knows what Schindler's list is. Yeah, they don't really ever talk about music. No. They don't really talk about any contemporary comedy outside of the fact that Jerry is a comedian and he goes on like Letterman or something or whatever sometimes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But still, I, I think people know what Letterman is. Yeah. And, there, and there, there's no need to be familiar with that. Really. You just need to know the context of like what a late night show is. Yeah. It really it really isn't a show that depends on like a deep pop culture knowledge. I don't think. I don't think so. It pretty much stands on its own. I think this is a reach, and I think because it doesn't include any examples, I think that kind of highlights how much of a reach it is. But the uh, the last line of this, and while some fashions in the show were forward-looking, there's a lot of mom jeans and big shoulder jackets floating around. That is the worst point. That is what everyone is wearing now. Mainstream cool Zoomer clothing right now is mom jeans and like a bunch of 90s shit. With, like, and like everything shoulders. Elaine wears is what is in stores right now. Like those sort of long, flowy dresses and stuff. The clothes are fine. Also, Zoomers are obsessed with dressing like it's the 90s anyway. So they're probably watching those episodes while they're currently wearing mom jeans. Yes. All right. You want to take the last point? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to me. It's real life stars have had some um, difficult moments. But then he only talks about Michael Richards' difficult moment, which if no one remembers, he went on an insane racist tirade when some black people were heckling him on stage. At the Laugh Factory. Yeah, at the Laugh Factory. I feel like a lot of people who aren't super familiar with Seinfeld aren't even going to really know about that when they try to watch it. Probably not. And I think, to be fair, if that if that puts somebody off watching it, I mean, that that is fair. Who am I to say you should still enjoy Michael Richards' comedy? Like... But I do think it's very interesting that he does not mention Jerry Seinfeld dating <laughs> a teenager in high school. <laughs> that was also while the show was going on. So yes. that was actually more contemporary. It was actually show. happening during the run of the show. Yeah, the Michael Richards thing happened after the show was already off the air. It was mid-2000s, right? Somewhere around there? Yeah. 
you guys, I got to leave early. I got to pick my girlfriend up from high school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he actually did that. Like he actually would like pick her up from high school when he was 38 and he was like yeah it is insane i think i think they were filming like season seven of seinfeld like it was like way into the show (laughs) and he was like i'm gonna date a teenager (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah i don't know i i still enjoy the show regardless of what michael richards did later i won't begrudge anyone for not you know if, if they can't do that that's fine it's totally understandable. I think you kind of have to like make your own rules as far as like what is. Yeah. I don't know. I think you kind of have to like pick and choose your battles. Like, for example, I used to like um, the TV show Louie back in the day. Yes, I did too. Yeah. It was like really different and it was like arty and it was like a way nobody's been doing it before. Yeah. And then like, I mean, Louie got canceled. Very, Louis was very, very uh, influenced by Woody Allen. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Louis, Louis was very influenced <laughs> by Woody Allen in, in multiple ways. That's like one of those situations where it was so myopically focused on one person and one personality that, like, when Louis gets canceled, like, I really don't feel like I can go back and watch Louis. Yeah. So much of the show was like about this kind of like uncomfortable, out of touch guy and like the weird way he'd navigate things like make other people feel uncomfortable once you realize that like oh that's not a bit he was just a fucking creep it kind of yeah, there were episodes about that and it it kind of yeah it feels uncomfortable to watch that now is this appropriate is this harassment like right. are, like is this kind of breaching ideas of consent and like in a vacuum when you watch that you're like oh, this is kind of an interesting like i don't know what to make of this exactly and i'm kind of uncomfortable by it but it's like I don't know what to make of it, but it's kind of interesting. And then once you realize that that like, no, that's just who he is. And like, he just, he is that guy. Well, now, yeah. Not, now it seems like he's exercising his pathology or like trying to. Yeah. Like, oh, he, yeah. He's either like trying to deal with his own shit or like just getting off on being a creep. Like, okay. So like, yeah. So I, I have, I have, I, I can't revisit any of the Louis stuff since then. Cause yeah. you know, but like with the Michael Richards thing, like, I don't feel like Michael Richards having that moment and doing something that was shitty and racist. I don't think that that colors Seinfeld in the same way. The show is not his, he's not the, like the auteur of Seinfeld. Larry David was. Yeah. 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 He's just a part, he's just a part of it. It doesn't influence it the same way. So like, I think, I think it's kind of like on a case by case basis of like, yeah, he, he apologized for what he did, but you know, I kind of feel like I, I, I'm white and I, it's not my place to accept that <laughs> apology. So I can't say, well, it's fine. Cause he apologized. Like, yeah, it, it's entirely up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, it's not our place to say whether or not Michael Richards is yeah. forgiven. But yeah, I think it's weird that, I don't know. I think Jerry dating a teenager while he was shooting Seinfeld is not mentioned in this. It's so crazy to me. That's kind of the bigger Seinfeld st- scandal. Cause that was happening as the Wasn't show. Wasn't she was like 17? Happen- she was 17. Yeah. yeah. It really shows how much things have changed in the culture. Although I remember it was creepy at the time. Like, I think it was sort of mildly scandalous at the time, but it wasn't like full out cancel him scandalous. And now I, it's shocking. <laughs> I mean, Jerry was like late 90s dating a teenager. And it's like, this is we're way past when you could do that. What's the deal with prom? (laughs) I'm 38. I don't want to (laughs) go. You know, it seems like actually a a plot that would have been in the show. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that should have been in the show where everybody is. I feel like they would probably give that plot line to George, but he'd be like, Jerry, I met this girl. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything about the show that you think actually 
would put off viewers now. If you if you didn't if you are say a zoomer and you're not familiar with the show at all, you've never seen an episode. Um, let's see. I mean, I think that the I think that the the issue somebody might have with it is the same that they would have always had, which I have an answer and I think it's Jerry Seinfeld's stand up. Oh, yeah. The, the first several times I watched through that show, I was like, eh. I you think kind you kind of just get into a groove of ignoring it or like it becomes kind of background noise. But you learn to accept its role in the show. Yeah. But it's never like you never you never laugh at the stand up. Yeah. Because the stand up is not good. It's <laughs> it never- very it literally every time it's like, what's the deal with airplane food? Men and women watch TV differently. I don't think there's a single bit on that show that I think is like a good comedy bit, like from from the stand up routines. Uh, so, do you have any final thoughts on the? Uh, do you have any final thoughts on Seinfeld article or whatever? Not really. I think just uh, people. I think people like it still. People like Seinfeld. They liked it to begin with, and yeah. they like it now. Also, uh, highly recommend. Just like I have to imagine, the DVD set is like nothing anymore. Like just buy the DVD thing and watch it. You don't have to. You don't have to be held captive by streaming services on if they're going to let you watch the most popular show of all time. Just get the fucking DVDs. That is a thing that we do need to make an episode about in the future. About we're going to do an episode on how streaming is bullshit. I think people will like Seinfeld for the same reason they like Friends and The Office and all that shit because they love having a million seasons of something to stream right now. I think shit is bad. Yeah. And I think people just find it comforting to throw something on knowing you've got, you know, nine seasons of something. I think, I mean, Seinfeld's a pretty cozy show, I'd say. Most of the time, it's pretty low stakes. It's funny. You're not really going to, there's not really any heavy emotional moments. You can kind of just like, you know, if you're going to marathon a TV show to forget about how shitty your life is, like, I mean, Seinfeld's a good one to do that with, so. Yeah, they're all, excepting Jerry himself, extremely talented performers. Jerry is just the straight man around which humor happens. (laughs) The, uh, The character on the show who is the comedian is the one who is not funny. Ultimately, that is the genius of the show. There's absolutely no way Seinfeld is going to bomb on Netflix. People, like, so many people like that show. I feel like it's basically like Simpsons tier in the canon. Like, people will always love that show. Yeah, there's so many things that are still referenced today that come from that show. I never, uh, I never had as close of a connection with Simpsons as a lot of people do. But like, Seinfeld is my Simpsons. It's like the kind yeah. of old media that like I adore and I could watch it endlessly. And like I. I, I don't know if I can still do it because I haven't watched it in a while. But like, there was a point in time where, like, if you were flipping through, like, and TBS came on, like, I can tell you which episode it is in like ten seconds. Be like, oh yeah, that's the one with the yeah, that's that's the raincoats or whatever. Not the not the raincoats, the post punk band, but the raincoats, the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's about it. Follow our podcast on wherever you follow podcasts. If you'd like to keep up with any updates, you can follow the podcast at turn on your monitor on Twitter. Your is spelled Y R that has links to our individual accounts where we make posts and stuff like that. You know, the, uh, the holidays are coming up. So buy some prints from Jess's Etsy store. They make wonderful yes. gifts. And also uh, we are in the process of tying a, a very Seinfeld related topic when when Kramer wants to completely eradicate the post office because he hates mail. Uh, we are in the middle of uh, a planned attempt to dismantle the post office. So shipping is getting worse and things take more time and no telling what kind of holiday chaos there will be. So, hey, 
think yeah. ahead. Think ahead. Christmas presents, you know. Think ahead. Yeah. Get, get those orders in a little bit early so you can be uh you can be sure to get those. Uh so holiday reminder. Uh we are in the process of working on what is gonna be a very cool Halloween episode, which if I'm doing this in my head right, I think that this episode is gonna come out the week before that one. So the next episode yep. that comes out will be a very cool Halloween episode. Very excited. Yeah. Be on the lookout for that. Until next time. What's the deal with podcasting? Uh.